Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the First Few Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Rome, and joined by my good friend, my good friend, my, my peer, my coworker, my co-host, Juan Perez. How you doing, buddy? Yo, what's good, Johnny Rome? <laughs> so this week, we are very excited to have Markel on the podcast. Um, man, this was an incredible so interview, an incredible story. Um, you know, he talks about his new EP vessel. Um, it's really awesome. What do you think, Juan? This was an interview that not only had depth to it, it had a whole sea to it. Like, mm. like it wasn't just water. This was like the ocean. Snap, like, snap. Yes. I personally related so much to his story. He gave so much, so much insights into so many different aspects of life and belief mm-hmm. and spirituality um, and just being an artist. And his music is so good. We're going to play a clip from one of his songs right now from his new EP, Vessel. It's just it, that was so good, man. Such yeah, a good song. I'm telling you, like it's like a Frank Ocean vibe. Yes, and like yes. he adds like a modern take to it. Yes. Um, and of course, we talked to him about all that. But you know, without further ado, let's just get into the interview. Are you a Frank Ocean guy? Oh my! God. We we were just Bro, talking we about it. Just we, talking we were about just that. talking about how your music reminded us of Frank Ocean. <laughs> Bro, like, it's so like, hard. Uh, we it's like, like, wow, wow, wow. We were like, this, this, these some pyramids vibes, <laughs> like channel orange. <laughs> it's like, oh it was like, goodness, you have like this trap and like, and like Frank Ocean like vibe. That's so just nice. like perfect. It's just like chill. <laughs> Dude, you're making my whole evening. It's like afternoon over here. You're making my whole, whole afternoon right now. I'm like, dude, that is that means a lot to hear because I really mess with it. And I wanted to like I went into this telling a lot of my friends, like, I mean people I told I was telling them, you know, you're not gonna be able to tell me who I sound like. Um, but my closest friends were like, Well, you kind of give me a, a Frank Ocean's vibe and I was like, Well, he's the one I respect. <laughs> I respect yeah. a lot more than a lot of artists. Like, you're probably one of my, like, favorite artists. Um, but I was like, but if I'm going into this, I want to try to evolve that sound. And my friends were like, yeah, good luck with that. Mm. <laughs> I, was like, mm. I was like, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's hard to do. But I'm not, you know, I try. At, what, I, what I realized is when I started, I was, it wasn't working that way. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't coming from an original place because I was trying to mimic somebody. And then I was trying to, like, evolve that person's sound. And then I kind of just realized, like, you know, if I'm not making music for me, like, what if everyone who ever listened to your music died? <laughs> I was like, what if they just oh, disappeared off the right. face of the earth, bro? Would you even like the music that you have? Mm. And I was like, I was like, dang, you got to just start making some music for you, bro. And then suddenly everyone started telling me I sounded like the people that I loved so much because just innately, mm. I guess mm. I was drawing from, like, their inspiration. And I wasn't trying anymore. So that was really... Vessel was the first time that I actually got to put out a project that felt real, untapped. People kept saying, I don't really like this, bro. Are you sure this is going to sound good together? And all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, like, just, just like, trust me on this or don't. I'm still going to put it out. <laughs> let's talk about Vessel. Let's, let's, you know, let's talk about Vessel. Uh, again, we both heard it. It's, it's really good, man. Really like, good. <laughs> again, it's been on, really on repeat. Um, and and I mean, it's a great achievement. And, and you, of course, we want to start there. Uh, 
for me personally, the songs, it, it's so, it's so dreamlike, you know, it's so dreamlike, uh, but it, it, it's so descriptive, but it, it, it's full of emotion and feeling. And, and, you know, like I said, I love lyrics and your lyrics are so poignant and, and clear. Um, you address so many themes on the album or in the EP. Um, I want to start at like, which song on the EP was your favorite uh, to mm. make and which one was the most challenging for you to make? Okay, so my favorite song on the EP to make was most likely, mo most, yeah, Learn From The Skies. I probably mm. Learn From The Skies is my favorite one um, for a lot of reasons. And the most challenging one, I'm gonna come back to that one, but the most challenging one to make was Outro Change. Um, oh. The, the, so I, just to preference all of it, I love each of them like equally because they just came from such a different place, like all of them. But Learn From The Skies, um, I literally got out of bed. I remember like I, I'd like packed a little bowl and then like uh, took a hit and then <laughs> I just freestyled the whole first verse and into the hook. And I, I'd never done that before. I'd never, never like spoken from a place like that. And, and then I started doing like the melodies on top of it and it came together so naturally. And the next day I just did the second verse um, in the same manner, just kind of like easily it just flew out like it was just like given to me like it, it felt like it was mine but also that it was given to me like just mm. as a gift um, from a place like deep deep inside about where I was seeing what I was seeing around me and what my what my perspective is and my role inside of all of it and outro change was about a girl so that was the hardest one I was gonna ask I was gonna ask you that question I was like because a lot of it is obviously about change but you have like yeah. these parts, you know, where yeah. you have that. Um, yeah. Outro change was, I mean, intro change and outro change are about the same girl. Intro change, I was on my way to LA um, and we were arguing about the same, the same kind of thing. Just like, are you even, are you, are you gonna be here? Are you gonna be around? Like, are we sure about this? Like, I'm, I'm still, she's still saying, I'm still not sure about this. I'm saying, I am sure about this, like about right. us, me and her together. And so it was funny because the whole EP is an evolution and intro change was how I came into it. And outro change is me saying like, yeah, it's, it's actually necessary. We take space. It's, and that's okay. Like we're going to mm -hmm. grow all on our own and come back together in the right way. If it's, if that's what needs to happen. I, I'm so jazzed. Like I love when I love when uh, artists are able to do that with their music and create these stories. And and I love I love that you're ending it on this note of well we got to another point. You know we changed a bit and now you know right. there's more change to happen. I'm I'm a yeah. big believer. I have a growth mindset, so I I love that. Um, yeah, so of course you, you know uh, change. You talk about change a lot on the album on the EP. Mm -hmm. um, but can you talk about some of the other overall themes and and meanings yeah. in in the EP that you tried touching? words so the uh the vessel ep is actually just like a, a fraction of what my album will be called which in my album will be based around the themes that all my music is based around it's love rage and enlightenment which is likely going to be the name of the album love rage and enlightenment or lre and um and so the ep touches on obviously the love aspects of it the enlightenment aspect you got caught in the middle with uh, learn from the skies just kind of stepping outside of yourself uh, and being okay with it i also don't really like the word i like the word enlightenment for what its true meaning is i don't like what it's doing to people today like i need to become enlightened like if you're trying to become enlightened you're missing the point and um but then there's the rage aspect which you kind of got from bad signs um that was about all my breakups in one including with her uh like 
the same the same person you know like they it symbolized like this whole uh it was you know saying you don't love her you don't you shouldn't trust her speaking about that was actually like the the demons whispering into my ear like you kind of like trying to tell me tell me something but it was a again it was this is all a fragment all of it should be a reflection or a dream like say to help if you're listening to it you should see that when from the time i get into it i'm moving into a changed environment that's intro to change um by the time you get to bad signs and everything you're saying oh he clearly wasn't ready for the relationships he was in so he has to like he has to mold and come out of that by the time you get to learn from the skies you're kind of he's kind of recognizing a little bit but it's past so it's not even really about relationships in this sense it's about relationships with everyone like the whole world everybody should be treated equal and should be shown love including yourself like at this time um and by the time you get to outro change you kind of realize oh that whole now that I realize all that, I realize it's going to be a long journey and like, I need to really let all of that sink in and resonate. So it's all, yeah. it should all be like a journey. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you something about like just journey. Like the fact that we're all on this journey, right? Is a hard concept because we want what's at the end. Like we just want right. it now and we want to get there. Um, you say in, in your science, like don't ask for advice. I'm working through my lies, <laughs> yeah. my advice, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that's a great thing to say because, you know, people want advice to learn how they can themselves fix things. But sometimes it's like you have you have your own situation from the right. things that you've been able to fix. Like, what are some of those things and like, how are you able to fix some of those things? And you're not giving anyone advice, but more like directly into your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly. I wrote that specifically because I used to be someone who gave so much advice and then I realized like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, you're <laughs> right. figuring out a lot of this <laughs> yourself so um well that was one of the things I fixed not thinking that I had to know everything like right now and like, thinking that I had to know all the answers right now um I'm more than okay with understanding that the only true nirvana on earth at least while we're alive is recognizing that change is inevitable like that it's mm -hmm. always coming so and that you're in a constant state of flux so understanding that for me um, really helped me transition into next states uh, without being faced. Everything that's happening in the world right now, right. all the death that the black community is facing, all the hate that's going on between different ethnicities. And, and it seems like there's this crazy um, chasm between a lot of people and their families. I became, I started to understand that there is a patience is absolutely necessary, discipline, um, and over your spirit is necessary and over your thoughts and controlling that and then really moving into the idea that hey like you are consistently and always always changing this reality is so fluid you're gonna have to you need to embody the state of the of the goal that you want of having it embody what it would feel like to have that which should be grateful if you had the thing that you wanted um, and start walking and thinking and speaking like you already have it um, and then just let life happen, like just let the change happen until you get to that place. Because inevitably it will come once you start embodying that state. Um, and that's what I'm learning. Hopefully people will right. start to see that and they won't have to ask me for advice. <laughs> They'll be able to just like watch that unfold. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, you're talking, right? And I'm like, dude, this is fucking gold. And I'm writing it and I'm like, <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I'm thinking like, like we're recording this right like <laughs> i could yeah. listen back to it oh man um, <laughs> um so i just wanted to mention that but like on yeah. the on the points you're saying though um i think the hardest ones to learn in my opinion 
our spirituality and like mind over thoughts. Um, yes. What what was your your journey with that? Um, that was a really hard one. I had started off growing up, so I think a lot of people have a similar story. You grow up in either like conservative Christian or Christian household. Um, I went on a whole journey. I you know I actually respected how I, my my parents didn't force anything on me, and when I told them that I wanted to uh, go and search other things, they were like, "Good." Um, so I went off and like, which was not normal compared to what I heard some of my friends were going through. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I searched and went through all of these things. I learned about astrology and I learned about um, astral projection and was reading books from uh, the Cabal the and uh, the Kabbalion. I was reading uh, stuff on Hinduism and different gods. And then I finally ended up coming back to the Bible and decided if I was going to study everything, I should probably study the, like this book, which most Christians don't. And I, I kind of came to this place where I understood it was about a personal relationship with God um, and a personal cre- uh, relationship with, um, with uh, this source. And that became a huge, a huge thing for me. And you guys can include or, or not include this part if you want. Personally, it was, uh, I did end up finding Christ again. It wasn't even, I had, like after I read everything, I was like, wow, this is, it was profound to me. But it came, it came from understanding that there was this, there's this personal aspect that a lot of people uh, negate. They think it's about rules. Like I got to do this mm-hmm. and I got to do this and I got to do this in order to be like saved. When what I was learning in spirituality, specifically in the Bible, which I wasn't learning from a lot of, a lot of other places is that all that aside, uh, God just wants to know you like a, like a dad who has a long lost son. Um, and he just wants to like, know you and after i saw that kind of love it started helping me understand love for other people Mm -hmm. that was one aspect of the journey understanding that this is about loving the people around you um like they're like they're individual expressions of you like they're individual expressions of this infinite source um each in its own unique way the way an ocean has many rivers or the universe has many stars they're so powerful in and of itself they make up one huge thing though and so understanding that was one piece of it and the only other aspect of of understanding that he, that he mentioned was controlling your thoughts or more so capturing your thoughts um i had i had actually learned i'd seen that phrase in scripture it didn't really talk about it though like it, it said it said you, you need to capture your thoughts and send them up to god and I really didn't know what that meant, but I really started learning from things like Bob Proctor and um, Earl Nightingale uh, about really what that meant. And oh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, just really learning what it meant to capture your thoughts and that you have control and life and death on your tongue. And it was it was a really hard it was really hard for me because I was pessimistic at first. I was really I really thought of things in a really negative way. Like I always thought the worst was going to happen. But once you started, once I believe, started believing that uh, I was built to be someone who could attract uh, a massive amounts of, of love and blessings into my life at whatever rate I wanted to, which is an ongoing journey, I'm still learning. Um, you, uh, I really started to see like, yo, this is crazy. Like this is really right. tweak. Like you can really, you can really body this. <laughs> like really, it really becomes like a, I don't know, like it starts to just accelerate at such a fast pace. And 
yeah <laughs> so still learning that to be honest but yeah i just like i love that mindset and i think that that's something like when you talked about like pessimism like that's something that i currently have when you talk yeah. about like these things that i don't have like i i i start to see like maybe i'm not interacting with my sister as well as i should because i'm not looking mm-hmm. at them as like they are myself right um, but just okay. like to go to go past that how do you use that spirituality like in your music like how do you like mm-hmm. you know how do you look at it and like in terms of like sometimes you might get zero views but then yeah. like you still have to keep going yeah well i like i said like um it every it'll all happen eventually like it if you start living in the state of the things that you want but even for people who can't believe that if you believe that you have something worth fighting uh like a fisherman then just wait and like the fish will come to you you don't have to like literally dive into the ocean and like spear a fish that's a strategy (laughs) but but, um normally you're going out of your way for it um and so i guess i kind of use what uh from my understanding on what i'm from what I understand about myself so far is that I take either my own experiences, um, like a different vessel, or I'll take the experiences of what I'm seeing in the world um, and kind of uh, paint, a, paint a picture around it. Uh, for example, a lot of people right now can't stand that they're living with their parents. Like they can't stand that, that, that fighting of every day. And there's a lot of different right. religious and political views going on inside their houses, especially if you're in 20 somethings and had to come back home. For me, I love living at home with my family. So I personally, I'm like, I can't relate to what almost 90% of my friends are going through. But what I can relate to is the fact that 90% of my friends are going through it. And I know, I know what that, like that, if I step out of myself for a second, and I start to think like, what if it was like that? I realize I'm just like, it actually maybe it is a gift but i believe that everybody can do this um i start to empathize like more than sympathize i just really start to feel like get the feeling you have to become interested in another person's life as if it's you as if that's like that their life is more important if not as important as yours and you start to once you start picturing like picturing every person around you like they're like they're the main character and not you um you get become really interested in their lives you become really interested in like what's happening with them and you start to really care about supporting them um and supporting and and talking to them and and making sure that you're treating them with respect and then your creativity just naturally like everything that you're working on naturally just becomes fueled i don't i don't really understand that process yet i just understand that whatever that my body changes my reaction changes and then suddenly without even asking for it or trying to, I get something in return creatively and like an understanding and I can now like use that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> and like that, that idea of empathizing, that, that's, so that's something that I learned very recently. And, and like you said, um, the way when, you, when you're able to view the world like that and you can see, you know, all that and, and as a creative as well, you know, like, but that, that idea of empathy, that, that's something that's, that's so new to me. It's something I'm still exploring, but it's something that's fueled all of, like, like you said, all of my creative projects exactly. since then have been through that because you understand people. You, like, you, totally. you have to really think about it, you know? So that's, that's yeah. just an incredible thought, man. Like, yeah, yeah, on that point, like it tells a whole story. Like you were, like you were yeah. just saying, like understanding as hard as that may be, that journey may be, there's only benefits from understanding a person. You go through it, you become a better person for understanding. 
as, as in like you just come to a place where you can start to release, if not fully release any contentment mm. that you have. And that just lightens your heart, lightens your load. I definitely try in, inflicting my own like uh, spirituality and, and beliefs into, into my films. And uh, I have this kind of thing where I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that anyone who watches anything I make or, or reads anything I make, you know, they feel I at least can make one person feel less alone. Um, and right. I wonder, do you, do you relate to that as an artist? Like, are, are, do you have that kind of like mindset where you're like, oh, this is my goal per song, you know? Yes, <laughs> I, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I think it is like, it does come down to per song. Cause if I, I, I noticed like if I started like branching out of per song or I start trying to think of something for the whole project, um, I started like losing, I started losing like the, the concept of the song a little bit. Mm. Um, whereas if, like if I focus on the song, uh, then I'm like, good. And then you move on to the next song and you, you focus on that one and it's like, good. And then you go through and you just keep making, making a bunch of songs until you find the ones that kind of fit this cohesive idea. The story's already inside you. So it's like, it should come together really well. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've heard that Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones wrote over a hundred songs to write Thriller. And I was like, geez, that is yeah. a lot. <laughs> like and Uzi did over 200 to make uh, the, his first album, XO Tour Life. So I was like, I was like, geez, like that's a lot. But I like that strategy though. I oh, like yeah. that like really putting in that work mm -hmm. on each song then you can kind of pick the ones that are great put it together <laughs> you, uh, you you going for 300 for uh for your album oh yeah man definitely <laughs> 350 bro 350 <laughs> no um, well on on the topic of of uh per song goals and and whatnot um we want to jump back to uh to just your discography as a whole you know you talk a lot about your spirituality and your beliefs and change mm -hmm. um uh do you have a particular moment you know because people obviously listen to your music do you have a particular moment where where someone has acknowledged your words like someone has told you that your words has have touched them or, or something like that yeah and and yeah. vice versa and vice uh, versa yeah where someone's where someone's words have touched me yes. yeah oh my goodness i mean That's that amazing. that latter one more times than than the first time but i like the than the former but the yes there's been so many different moments where people have reached out to me and told me just how how they didn't expect what they heard and how it's kind of changing the way that they're thinking about things and mm. one person one person that stood out to me in particular is someone that has synesthesia uh, a lot like i do and there's very vivid though and if synesthesia is when you see colors and uh and sounds when you hear music or you can taste colors or hear colors and things like that mm. so they had this whole like vision playing out uh, listening to learn from the skies um and it was the way that they were describing it It was basically they sent me like an essay and i didn't know this wow. person. My, my cousin her uh i gave him the sneak peek of the song he sent it to a group chat that he was in and i was like bro but he was like and they they really dug it but the one girl sent like this whole like dissertation back basically wow. and, uh, he screenshotted it and sent it to me and i was so shook because you know there are a few great artists that i've had that same feeling with billy eilish being one of those oh. being one of those artists oh, i mean yeah, her absolutely her lyrics and her, the way she tells the story puts me in a trance frank ocean being one of those guys mm -hmm. and even as i go back further we're talking Stevie Wonder, 
um classic bruno mars when he told like well how he told love stories in like the day like catching grenades for yeah. you, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like that stuff you know painting really good images but yeah there's I, I'm, I'm thinking about it i'm like then my most recent the most recent uh person who's been touching me with their lyrics time after time is probably Billie eilish like she's oh, yeah. she's been doing it the way like uh like my some of my favorite artists like adam levine did when i was young like when i was a kid adam levine was one of the kids i used to listen to a bunch um back then artists were actually trying to make like a lot of artists were making really timeless music as we're now i'd say artists are just trying to like hop on like the trend uh, but back then i really messed with like little wayne i messed with jay-z i messed with uh um i'm seeing his face and i'm completely forgetting his name right now <laughs> uh, but anyway like I'm, I'm i'm messed with like a bunch a bunch of artists w wayne specifically though was he was my first like rap influence mm. that way that they that their lyrics hit i was just like whoa mm. bro like you were just telling crazy stories oh kendrick that's what i was thinking of kendrick look man uh all these all these all these people you're talking about um, and, and your words yourself, your media has power and it has meaning. Um, and it represents you and a strong understanding of you. And you mentioned in your survey, uh, and this is something I'm very passionate about too. You mentioned in your survey, the dehumanization of, of people mm. of color in media. It's, it's like an issue you're passionately against. Um, yes. So tell us, what does that dehumanization look like? Um, and then ways that, you know, ways that you think we can improve on that word so um touchy topic without being because yeah. it's hard today with everyone being uh very i mean people are very sensitive today you don't want to you don't want to make someone feel like what they're doing is is uh you know like uh, wrong but what, what right. what's happening is it can be uh what's the word it can it can be anti-progressive uh, like it's it moving things in the in the wrong direction mm -hmm. so what we watch happen is that uh, a lot of the people in in the media who are who run these record labels, who run these radio stations, they require a certain standard for what an artist is supposed to be putting out, and normally that standard is just uh, superficial, like very superficial. It's right. normally centering on sex, drugs, uh, uh, definitely centered on uh, material possessions, and like the in the grandest scheme of things, and. Mm -hmm. What we watch is that if you don't talk about that stuff, you know, you may you may make it if you can do it on your own, if you got a good team, if you got some money. Um, but if you do talk about that stuff, we'll give it to you. We'll give you a lot of money, and we'll give you we'll give you a platform to talk about it in the most vile mm. and the most uh, and the and the and the craziest way you can come up thinking of it. It's just a, it be as blunt as you want, and we'll make it as popular as we can. And mm. we, if you don't even if you don't believe that, it's like well, the last song we really think about that as WAP, like WAP coming out. You're like, whoa, yeah. like that's, that's crazy. Although right now there's so many moving parts. There's so many things that are happening. Women in 2019 and in 2020, uh, actually since 2016 was from when I'm tracking it, have been just moving forward. Like this is like the right. women's suffrage movement revamps, like from the 1920s revamps, mm -hmm. like hitting full speed. And it's beautiful to watch, absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. to watch. What we're watching is women excel in a lot of in a lot of ways and then we're watching women say like 
well, I can do everything a man does. Uh, and, and it's great. And then they're saying, and then they'll do the things that men, that they hate that men do. Um, and, mm. and they'll say, well, you know, a man does it. So why can't I do it? You can do it. You have every right to do it. But the, the thing is, it is all it's doing is it's leading the people who are in control of this. They love this. They love using you to, as a sex object. They love using men and women. They love mm. using you as objects so that the younger kids can see it and be like, that's what I want. And it's just, it's a lure. And it's, it takes you away from your core. It takes you away from your creativity. You stop mm-hmm. having to think about be- being creative. You stop having to think about your personal stories or anything like that, or and figuring out a way to tell that and share it with people because you start to think, well, that's not even what people want here. And so it be, and then the worst part of it all is that as we're watching it as it gets filtered into us now it's like well that's what a black person is and that's what a woman should look like and that's what an asian should look like that's what a hispanic Mm -hmm. should look like and that's how they're supposed to talk for me personally i use that to my advantage because you think that's how i'm supposed to talk that's how i'm not going to talk now eyes are on me because they're I'm, i'm moving in my own likeness and in my own way and they're like whoa wait he's he's black but he's not doing that you know Right. And it's like, as irritating as that is to deal with, <laughs> it's great to kind of cut through all the BS. But it's happening on such a grand scale that the only way that we can actually overcome this is if even 5% of us, 5 to 10% of us, decided to join in on this mindset and decide to, you know, I am more than my culture. I am, my culture is a part of me. I am mm-hmm. not just my culture. I am not just... Uh, a male or a female I am more than these things that I was born with and I want to show the world that and yet once you get to that level you got to, you start to understand what a human being is actually capable of once you but that what's happening right now is that you see what human beings are just they, they tend to try to take away the value from human beings and that's just ah, it's sad very sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what 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 artist do you think does that the most, like be themselves the most, but is still part of a record label? Oh man. Is there any? Well, Billy is signed. So Billy's definitely one of the oh, yes. one of the artists that is like that the most right now. Um I keep saying all the greats are either dead or in hiding, which is like (laughs) (laughs) my, I've been saying that to like this uh, absurd level at this point. I'm like, dude, I I stand behind it. But what I've actually noticed is that the artists that have been doing that a lot have either been starting their own independent labels. um, You know, even uh, like Jaden Smith, the new kid, Mm -hmm. new kid on the block who's doing this, Mm -hmm. he started his own with Misfits. Um, And then you go, I mean, Kendrick Lamar's uh, record label, Guys, help me out with the name. Do you remember? It's it? like P P Lang. P. Ah, uh, it's something. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. It may come yeah. back to me later. But uh, he started his own, and you signed. He's at SZA on there, and different artists on there. So it's like, I guess, I guess what we're seeing now is the, the take back of the artist. If an artist really feels like he has or she has the ability to like control their narrative, um, then they most likely what I'm seeing is that they won't sign. And there's, there's very few artists who. I mean, if, if you see, I have like a, a business artist mindset too, because I went to school for this. So when I really look at like some of the, the lane switches that these artists do, 
it's hard to tell which is what is them and what is the label at certain points. But even mm-hmm. Taylor Swift right. dropped like a, an indie album. It's hard to tell if like since indie is kind of a wave right now, it's hard to tell if like, you know, the label was like, you should do this or she said you uh. should do this. But I start to see like what I really see when I really see artists is in their interviews. So it's like how mm-hmm. they're speaking in there. So I guess Billy is the biggest example of that right now. She was supposed to be like this um, blonde white girl who they were like they wanted to sing like taylor swift and she's most likely the farthest mm-hmm. thing not from that, from that. <laughs> no that like yeah 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 i have so much respect for billy man yeah um, bro <laughs> so uh just to just to round off this conversation um and also empower some people give some shout outs um shout out some like artists of color women artists um who who you think are underrated who need to be listened to all right so right now well oh my goodness i got a lot of friends and family too who are like that so, okay so people that i'm <laughs> listening to right now uh brent Fayez absolutely is amazing Giveon, you got to give the boys credit um i have summer walker she is mm-hmm. still a beast mm-hmm. I'm, I'm messing with her heavy jesse reyes Oh my goodness, Queen, she's amazing with this. Um, some like low key artist, Umi. Um, she's more LA. I think she's more LA based, but she's killing the game right now. I love her. Um, uh, a guy's name who's Ogu, Oguwa, Ogui To, Ogui and Tau, Ogui Tau, and uh, I just found out about him. He's amazing, <laughs> but he is. Nice. He has a very unorthodox sound and he's blowing up right now. I think he just like got on Beyonce. Nice. Uh, Beyonce just found him. So he's there. Oh, Chloe and Haley. Killing oh, the game. yes. Oh, yeah, yes. They're, snap, snap, they're snap. Amazing. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of like some people around me right now that are like, there's a kid named Phantom Hearts who is doing a really great job. Shout out to my boy Phantom. Uh, Danielle Nicole. I'm actually performing a concert with her this Saturday, a drive-through concert with the, with Phantom and Daniel Nicole. Ah, oh, Oliver Wolf. Uh, and yeah, these are those are some. This that concert is actually uh, based for people of color too. So it's supposed oh, to be so. really thick. Hell <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, look, we've talked and talked and talked and talked. We've talked about <laughs> you. We've talked about your beliefs, spirituality, dehumanization. And this has been such an enlightening conversation. We have one question left. Um, If everyone, everyone who's listening, if everyone could listen to just one song that you've made, just one song that best represents you, best represents everything we've talked about for you, what song would that be? (laughs) Uh, Tweak. Uh, that's crazy. This is why I want to make 15 minute songs. Like I'm freaking, uh, like, yeah. this is out here. Like, <laughs> Bro. Oh do, do a pyramid song, please. For real. No, I think for right now, learn from the skies. Uh, okay. that's definitely yeah. going to be the, I mean, the music video is coming out for that one too. And it's, it's hopefully the decade piece. It's the piece that talks about everything that I've seen from the time that I was born to now. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm talking from lat from, 2000 to 2010 to net right now it's just that's everything that i've seen the potential for a community to either rise or fall the potential for a kingdom to either burn or learn it's just mm. if we are not in that time right now dude i don't know where we are oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
man, again, just a, a, an insane journey, a crazy journey to get to the place where you are, um, to, to, to understand change and understand that you're still changing. It's all so beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. We love your mindset. We love your energy. We love your story. <laughs> and we thank you so much for being our guest this week on the First so View podcast. Really quick before we go, plug, plug anything you want, anything you want. What are you trying to shout out right now? Uh, so shout out to my entire team. I love you guys uh, for helping me and getting me everywhere I am. I'm going to plug the Learn From The Skies music video and mm. the concert that's coming up this Saturday. I'm not sure when this is going to be out, but there's going to be a Saturday, uh, yeah, concert yeah. this Saturday. But um, yes, plugging Learn From The Skies music video that will be coming out at some point this month. A new single called Polaroid that's coming out at the end of the month. And then the Love, Rage, and Enlightenment, my first album, is going to be coming out in november right around election time because nice. i got some things i want to say where can people find you where can people find you on uh on everything uh you can follow me on instagram at its that's it's daniel underscore markel um and then i'm gonna have an official website uh coming out too at it's markel.com um but yeah it's that's pretty much where you can find me right now i don't like twitter um yeah. <laughs> i get that i get that yeah. fantastic well um my name's johnny rome and you can find me at it's johnny rome on uh twitter or instagram and juan where could they find you yo so i just changed my username because what it used to be like juan xx and i thought that was like crazy so now it's the juan perez hey, oh man me. Copy my whole, like thing there. <laughs> yes dude it's oh wait johnny real rome, the juan perez I guess, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man, oh, man. Look well, at it's us. The best. It's, it's the best, it's the best. It's been so dope talking to you guys. We're really one of the most lighthearted, deep, like, existential <laughs> conversations I've had with the podcast in a while, dude. And I love this interview. You guys have something really special going on here. So hit me up yeah, anytime. That, thank that you means so a lot. much. That means a lot. Um, thank you so much again for taking the time and and uh, and coordinating this. This has been so much fun. Um, everyone, go stream Vessel right now. Keep an eye out. Keep it. Keep an ear out for anything else Do that it. that uh, that he's up to. Um, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>